Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, bookings are opening up for 2024, and Disney's got some news that's going to make your trip easier, or at least that's what they say. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where you receive bonus content. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions, email us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we tend not to do this, but a lot of news came out and uh, we thought we would talk about it, give a little bit of our commentary. This is not going to be one of our, uh, you know, long lasting episodes, evergreen content episodes. Although, who knows, maybe it will be. Disney made a bunch of announcements about Walt Disney World in 2024. I really want to thank you, Disney, for not touching Genie Plus at Disneyland since we just released our Disneyland Genie Plus episode last week. But uh, still, a lot of changes uh, coming, although not as many as uh, necessarily purporting to uh, change. Uh, but we will get to that. Before we get to that, Leslie, we do have a new Patreon subscriber to thank. So what do we got? Yes, we are thanking Austin Inc. today. I'm very confused, Joe. What does that mean? Austin Inc. I'm confused <laughs> as well, but Austin Incorporated, that that is, you know, normally we just do first name, <laughs> last initial, but Austin Incorporated, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, everybody, for supporting our podcast. If you want to support the podcast, then you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered and subscribe, get trip reports, um, behind the scenes kind of episodes, our famous unfiltered episodes, and access to our Facebook group. Thanks again for everybody, to everybody who makes this happen. Yes, thank you so much, uh, or infamous, depending on your perspective. But uh, we'll start with the first kind of sub-announcement. It's like announcement zero that Disney had, and that is that Walt Disney World 2024 packages are going to go on sale May 31st, 2024. Typically, that means you can book 500 days in advance. Um, I calculated it out via the Google. That says that's October 12th. 2024 so it's not covering one dine 2024 it's not covering christmas thanksgiving but uh through october 12th the long weekend october i think in the past it was like 500 days could be like your first day of travel so it's like october 12th plus however many days you travel if i'm recalling correctly you know they do this every year but i forget but 2024 packages are going on sale things seem pretty much the same magic bands still cost money but like with a little bit of a discount magical express still doesn't exist um and you know all that stuff so that's how that is disneyland is disneyland the same way like it's not on sale for 2024 yet and we don't have a date it's not on sale that i know of and they're usually a little bit later because people just don't plan their disneyland vacations you know 
a year plus in advance. It's just the reality of things. But but I mean, inevitably, there are people coming from overseas who are like, why are packages not on sale? And that's just, just how it goes. But I think it'll probably be later in the summer is my guess. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, if you are looking to book a 2024 vacation, you can, of course, reach out to me, Joseph Chung at TravelMation.net. Also, I would highly suggest you join Leslie's Disney World with Kids Facebook group. Um, and there, if you don't want to work with me, uh, Getaway Today can help you out. Uh, if you join that group, you know, there are tons of ways to connect with them there. Want to spread the love around for sure. All right, let's get to Disney's announcements. I want to start with a little bit of a commentary, Leslie, because like, I'm of just course laugh- you do. Of course you yeah, do. Because I'm laughing at the graphic that they put out. It was five updates coming in 2024 to make your visit easier. I I just think this is both like very, they feels like they're in the know. They know what their guests want and need. Self-aware, I would say, is the title of this graphic. But also at the same time, this is this like... Gaslighting? They're self-aware. Yeah, because they're <laughs> self-aware that they made it tough for us, and now they're making it easier for us. I, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on? Uh, or, I mean, what did you think when you said this? I was like, I mean, yes, thank you for making it easier, but you recall that you are the ones who made it harder, right? Right, right. I mean, I guess I, I reacted with at least they're listening. Um, you know, Iger is in charge. Nature is healing, so that's good. But at the same time, it was like these changes don't even go back to the status quo. So like they made things harder and now they're taking, making them a little bit easier, but they're still harder than they used to be like back in 2019. Yeah. And I got to like add a little bit more commentary. I'm as guilty of this as anyone, but it's like, and this is why I just, you know, I know you had a great time at universal universal is doing amazing things. Epic universe is going to be awesome. Super, super Nintendo world looks awesome, but it's like, no no theme park company can do what disney does which is get us genuinely excited and i'm i'm not being like facetious here i'm like excited about these announcements they made but they are giving back just a lot of stuff that we used to have uh and 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 in some cases it costs money now but still i'm like i find myself sincerely excited about this and you know i this is you can call it stockholm syndrome you can call it fanboyism you can call it whatever you want but like no other company can Disney pull this stuff off. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, why don't we dive into to all of these things that are going to make our lives easier or our visit easier so we can take them one by one. Not so fast, Leslie. The one last thing is they said five updates coming in 2024 to make your visit easier. By my count, when we go through these, I think there's actually only three updates, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what the tail of the tape is uh, when we get through with this. Um, and the last thing I did want to ask is: this seems like tough luck for Disneyland right now, or you know, uh, let me let's start with the first one because this is where the tough luck for Disneyland really comes in. So the first thing, and this is an actual update and change, they're saying that they're going to be removing theme park reservations for all date-based tickets, which essentially means your standard tickets and what it comes down to is if you're a normal guest, not an annual pass holder, uh, not for there for a convention or something like that, if you're just like a normal guest booking your normal Walt Disney World vacation, you're not going to have to worry about park reservations anymore, starting with trips that begin on January 9th. So that is pretty awesome and very much nature's healing. 
what are your thoughts on that first before you know we talk about your thoughts on whether maybe Disneyland is getting the shaft? All right. So first thoughts is this is great. This is needed. Um, it never made sense to make people buy date-based tickets. And then they had to then go in and micromanage those those days of a vacation. And, and this really prevented people from being flexible on the fly. I mean, you're there. Your tickets are good for a certain number of days, a few days beyond um, the first date that you book it. And, you know, Sometimes somebody gets sick and you want to cancel and you want to go to a park another day later in your trip or something like that. Or, you know, a kid just needs a break earlier. You take your rest day earlier and you couldn't do that under the old system unless it was a low crowd time and there are reservations still available. So this is really important. And, you know, you don't have to choose your your, um, you know, starting park. It's like, ah, oh, I feel like Epcot again. So I'm going to go to Epcot or, or whatever. This is great. But I guess the big question I have is why not until January 2024? Why can't this be lifted sooner rather than later? I mean, I get it for sort of people booking new vacations, but you could lift lift this for people who've already booked and it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I was thinking about this and part of me was just wondering if it's like the IT is just coded in a way that, uh, you know, it's Disney IT and they're just like, better just not to touch it and start from scratch in 2024. And I think the other thing is it'll give them like a clean break. You know, that is the one thing about them, like releasing their packages in late May for an entire year. You know, they can just change the entire system. So I, I'm thinking it's just probably more a logistical thing. And I also think this buys them another seven months to get staffing up to the point where, you know, they're not going to, like right now, the reason why park reservations exist is for them to set up their staffing in as lean and mean and efficient a way as possible. I think they are going to have to hire, not hire, but like have more staff working at all the parks just in case when park reservations go away. And I think this gives them time to set up for it. And also, you know, gives them another six or seven months of really making that maximum dollar profit from employing the least number of people people needed cynical cynical and of course the thing that they haven't done and this will still allow them to save some money on staffing is thus far they have not made any changes to the park hopping restrictions so we're assuming i guess silence is you know is inertia or whatever we're assuming that the park hopping restriction at 2 p.m is staying i mean i i still am hoping that somehow this gets moved at least to earlier or just goes away entirely but that still allows disney to control staffing a bit yeah i think it, i'm 50 50 i think that it might be gone by the time we get roll around to january but it's um again being cynical if they drip feed us this stuff they stay in the new cycle uh positively even longer so it could be that or it could be they just want to make sure you know they've crossed their t's dotted their i's They've crunched the numbers and they can do this in a way that uh, is going to be profitable, maximum profitable for them, um, which, you know, I should say, like, I, we are cynical in the sense that we recognize that Disney is a company, but we also recognize and kind of alluded to this with the whole Stockholm Syndrome thing. Disney is a company that really breeds fan loyalty and makes their money off of fan loyalty. So they probably want to get rid of park hopping to keep the fans happy eventually or have their guests be satisfied. You know, you were talking about like those last minute trips or having to make last minute changes. That's just not a good experience, especially for your non Disney dedicated people, like the people just going 
once or twice in their lifetime. So I think overall, this is going to be a great change and everyone is going to feel better about their trips, a little bit less stress, just one less thing to worry about on their Disney trips. Do you think that this is going to happen at Disneyland or do you think park reservations are going to stick around just because of the, you know, whole Southern California annual pass of it all? Good question. I mean, I think they're going to have to stick around for the magic key holders in Southern California in some way, shape or form. But for the regular ticket holders, I'd love to see them go away, at least for multi-day park tickets, something like that. I mean, I can see sort of the one days, um, you know, knowing where where people are headed. And, and I actually, I don't know the breakdown um, at Disneyland versus Disney World, like who buys the one park per day versus the park hopper option? Like do more people buy that at land or world? I would bet it's different. I bet there, if I had to put money on it, I would bet there would be more people who buy a single park, single day ticket at Disneyland than at Disney World. And that has a park reservation built in, (laughs) you know, if you have, you know, you know what percentage of people choose their one park, one day ticket, they're going to land for the most part. They're not going to DCA. I mean, some of them are, but it's a much smaller percentage. So I think that's just sort of easier to like know the data in advance um, based upon the products that people are buying. But I don't know. I mean, right now the, the situation Disneyland is a little bit better because, Right now, you can park up at 11 a.m., so the park reservations don't feel as painful. I mean, sometimes I'd like to park up at 10 a.m., but, like, it's not that long of a wait. I can at least get lunch in the other park if I want. Right, right. All right, let's move on to the second update, and this is the first of what I feel is like a non-update. And that is, you know, Disney is saying that there are going to be, quote-unquote, good-to-go, end quote, days for annual pass holders and cash where you're not going to need a park reservation. So, you know, we said that everyone with the normal tickets won't need park reservations. Well, there are going to be some days where annual pass holders and cast members don't need park reservations. However, this is not really much of an update to me because as of right now, for annual pass holders, they have things called bonus reservation days where you can enter certain parks or you can make park reservations at certain parks without using up any of your allotted park reservation times. This is a little bit better than that since it sounds like you'll be able to enter any park. Like for the bonus reservations right now, it's like going to be only Magic Kingdom on this day or only Hollywood Studios on this day. Um, so I think overall the system is going to be a little bit better and I'm thinking there are probably going to be more days that are these good to go days, but still it's a bit of a non-update, just a bit of a rebrand of what they already have. Yeah. I mean, time will tell whether this is sort of a meaningful change in terms of the number of days they offer. And my suspicion is that they'll offer not too many more days initially, but they'll slowly drip out a wider range of days available to people as, you know, they adjust staffing levels, they see how this shakes out. Um, with the removal of reservations for other guests. So I think this allows them to sort of have um, a very flexible process um, going forward without having to announce all these incremental changes along the way. Indeed. And don't get me wrong. It's a good update. It's just, um, to me, a little bit of a rebrand. So um, less as exciting as the overall park reservations going away. The third update is the big one that people are very excited about. Um, It's been 72 years or whatever the Titanic meme is. Um, But Disney Dining Plan is back. 
Uh, it's a little bit different this time around. There used to be quick service, standard dining, deluxe dining plan, and then Disney Disney World dining plan plus or something like that. Those latter two more expensive options are gone. Pricing hasn't been announced yet, but all that's coming back as of right now are the quick service plan, which is two counter service meals, one snack, and a refillable drink mug per person per night. Um, and then the standard plan, which is one counter service, one sit down, uh, table service meal, snack, drink mug per night. Um, so, well, I mean, the drink mug is per day, but you, you get it. So the dining plan is coming back. Everyone's really excited. I know you and I, Leslie, are less excited. And I think, uh, you know, I was reading Disney Tourist blog talking about it. He had a good analysis about why or, or just about Disney Deluxe dining plan not coming back and stuff. Like that was the easiest dining plan to hack. So that's not coming back, but sounds like their dining plans coming back, which a lot of people really like because they'd like to prepay for their food. Yeah, this changes nothing for you and, and me because we never get these, or I guess you got it once. But but yeah, a lot of people really do like their dining plan. This is a popular product with a lot of people who want that certainty. That's great for them. And, you know, just giving people options is good. I mean, you know, I think that's that's always always nice to have. So kudos to those of you who are dining plan fans. I'm sorry the deluxe plan is not back because I know that's um, popular as well. But maybe, maybe this is the gateway to that. We'll see. Yes, we will see. But uh, yeah, good to see. Again, nature is healing uh, with this back. All right. The fourth update, Leslie, is the second kind of non-update. So uh, why don't you run through that one with us? All right. So fourth update is basically Disney promising to have some sort of extended hours for on-property guests. You know, right now we've got early theme park entry, 30 minutes in every park uh, before park opening, and they've committed to keeping that and extended evening hours for deluxe guests and some sort of extended evening hours are going to continue as well under this announcement. But we have no idea from this non-announcement <laughs> what you know, beyond that is going to happen, you know, are the hours going to be for only deluxe for more hotel guests in the evenings? Are they going to be longer hours? Are there going to be more days? Is there a plan to change early entry at some point down the road? This is Disney keeping its options open. I agree, but I'm going to be optimistic about this one. I think at worst, we'll get exactly what we have now 30 minutes for all guests, and then two hours extended evening hours for uh in the evenings for deluxe guests two days a week um so i think that is the worst case scenario uh, about what we're gonna see i think disney announced this now to just remind us that this is there and have people excited about it but if you think about it like if someone books a deluxe with them not having announced it if someone books a deluxe for next for 2024 and then they find out that extended evening hours is cut in half or like there's only one a week or something like that. Like people are not going to be happy, especially people paying deluxe prices. Um, so at worst, it's going to be the same. I'm optimistic that they'll actually be more generous. Maybe it's 45 minutes in the morning. Maybe it's uh, an extra night for extended evening hours. You know, we'll see what that's like. But, um, you know, I, I am optimistic that the reason why they didn't give any actual numbers is because they are thinking about whether they can do better numbers instead of, you know, worse numbers. Yeah, I am too. So um, I guess we should lift the cynicism for a minute, Joe. Um, yeah, I think it will, if only, get better. And I, I really would love to see more than anything 
an extra night for those extended evening deluxe hours because so many people, you know, you take a you take a three or a four night vacation and you're not in a deluxe resort for any of the nights that might get you into one of the the theme parks late. So it kind of takes away the incentive to book the deluxe. Yeah. And, you know, you and I remember extra magic hours, um, like evening extra magic hours and the extended evening hours are so much better than what that used to be. Um, just because the crowds are just so much lower. So, you know, it would be really nice if they're going to keep it linked to deluxe, like if they're going to keep it to the whole, like you pay more, you get more situation, then please go all the way and make it even better for the guests who are paying that much money. Now I started chuckling because you said, let's put our cynical hats aside, but this last one, it's impossible not to do it. And I will say again, okay. What I said at the top, I'm very happy they're doing this and I'm happily going to take this inferior product that they're selling back to me that I used to get for free. But uh, the fifth and final update is, um, and I wrote out just to, you know, take the words directly from Disney, plan ahead genie service. Disney is thinking about, or Disney is saying, quote, we are working on ways to help guests plan with genie plus service and individual lightning lane selections before their visit. So they can spend more time with friends and family in the park. Thank you, Disney, for getting us off our phones in the park. And thank you for paid fast fast, because that is what this sounds like. They haven't announced details about what it's going to look like yet, but I mean, this is essentially what it is. And again, I'm not mad about it, but it's just funny that they're selling it back to us uh, when we used to get it for free or as part yeah. of our vacation. Yeah, they're taking 2019 Fast Pass and making it paid. The pre-booked, we think, Fast Pass and making this, yeah, something that you have to pay for. But again, I mean, I question whether Disney knows what it's going to do here. I think they're they're experimenting with a lot of different options and exactly what this is going to look like. Because, I mean, right now we have two products. We have the individual Lightning Lane and we have Genie Plus. But Genie Plus you can't buy until your you know, the day, the midnight before your park day. So how do you, right. So that's going so to have to change, right? pre book that, right? Yeah. You know, right now at Disneyland, you can buy that with your length of ticket. So it's, you could see how you could change that at some place like Disneyland, but right now you can't buy it with your length of ticket at Disney world. I could see sort of it being easier from an IT perspective right now to prepay for individual lightning lane selections, but, and prepay and pre book. But it might be harder to pre-book Genie Plus Lightning Lane selections. So I I'm wondering what form this will take and whether this is just going to confuse people even more um, between those two options. Because people are still confused about those two. Yeah, I think it will and it won't. Uh, I think it will confuse people. But I also think that a lot of this is going to fall on, you know, <laughs> When I, when I signed up with Travelmation back in 2020, I was prepared to make fast pass reservations for my clients. And, you know, I make dining reservations for them and stuff like that. So I do think if you have, you know, a travel agent who will do this, they're going to handle the Genie Plus stuff for you and you're not going to have to worry about it. I think Disney is going to have to go back to letting you pre-buy Genie Plus in order to let you plan in advance. And if they do that, which is, I, by the way, I'm totally fine with because the difference, again, the difference between this and, I, you know, I'm joking about it being paid fast pass, um, even though it is paid fast pass. But the reason why I'm joking is because it is 
theoretically better because everyone got three fast pass elections. Whereas with Genie Plus, you know, it's only the people who are pre paying for it who are going to get it. But I wonder if they are going to go to what you've been always talking about, Leslie, make Genie Plus more expensive when you pay it up front. So less people are doing it, but then the people that do that can pre book their selections. That'll be interesting to see because right now, Genie Plus, um, at Disneyland, at least, is more expensive when you buy it same day. <laughs> so that would be that would be the reverse. Same, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll so, see. Or like they just, they just start with a higher floor. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, so. but, but I do wonder will this force more people into buying Genie Plus who maybe would be on the fence? I mean, if you just don't know, is what are the crowds going to look like? And you know, you really want to guarantee that you get certain rides. This might make genie plus more popular even at a higher price point which has kind of been the reverse of what disney's been trying to do they've been trying to raise the price so fewer people buy it so that there are more reservations available for people who want them i mean it's it's tricky it's just really tricky it all comes back to at disney world for me that there are just not enough attractions on genie plus disney world yeah, needs unless more you're at Magic attractions. Kingdom. yeah yeah i mean like like fixing the park hopping hours would also help to solve this because you're not going to animal kingdom and like stuck with six hours of genie plus reservations um and you know i know this is really in the weeds and there's probably only five people who really care about this um and this is typically the stuff we talk about on unfiltered but patreon.com disney deciphered but i i really think that it's gonna be fascinating to see disney try to thread this needle I do think that the difference is this time that, and let's not like, you know, Bob Iger is not a saint. Like, you know, the whole, like we all celebrated <laughs> gaslighting. We all celebrated them making hotel parking free again, but it became uh, paid hotel parking under Iger. It wasn't Chapek that did that, right? So Iger knows how to make a buck as well. However, all those caveats about Iger aside, I do think he cares more about the guests' overall experience. And I think he understands, you know, if you take the most cynical view, which I do not, I think he actually does care about the guests. But if you take the most cynical view, he understands that that guest experience is a positive guest experience is what's going to make Disney more money. So they really have to thread this needle here with Genie Plus. You know, they have to set it at a price point where not everybody buys it because if everybody buys it, you know, then um, a underscore coaster underscore story, you know, Nathan Firesheet said this, you know, uh, he quoted Incredibles when uh, when everyone's super, nobody's super. Right. So they have to make Genie Plus a product that is difficult enough to get so that the people who spend the money on it feel like it's worth it, but then also accessible enough that the people who get it don't feel frustrated. So it's going to be really fascinating to see, you know, how they end up doing this um, future reservations thing. Um, that being said, like I was talking to a buddy about this. If Genie Plus was still paid and it was at a decent point and I just got to make three selections like I used to make or even one selection. Um, but let's let's go for three. Let's let's be let's be optimistic. If I could do three selections before I went to the parks, that would feel so much better. I mean, I would just just three less things to think about, three less attractions to think about. Yeah, I would be happy with it at World. I hope it never comes to land. That is my, <laughs> I, I hope these products diverge more and more. We should go back to the Max Pass style product at land and the original Fast Pass style product at World. We'll see. 
Uh, I agree. And Disney, if you're listening, I just want to remind you that episode 272 was Disney Deciphered's breakdown of Genie Plus at Disneyland. So, you know, please feel free not to change that for like a couple of years. So that can stay relevant for at least, you know, at least three months, Disneyland. Thank you so much. But yeah, it'll it'll be fun to see. And they should have just had different names and then they could have done whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, why don't we close this newsy episode out with a traditional Disney do or don't, Joe? Do you have anything for us? Yes. Uh, we don't typically do this, but I do recommend that uh, if you've been thinking about going to Disney World sometime soon, uh, now's the time to go, either 2023 or 2024. The one thing that we didn't mention, um, but that is obviously the subtext and the underlying current of all these news things is Disney World's bookings are soft. Uh, for twenty for summer twenty twenty three, they're super soft. You know, we we see sales and deals all the way up through September. I fully expect. You know, I was looking at wine and dine weekend hotel rooms, Leslie. Like half the resorts are still free right now. Um, that was not the case last year. Last year there was like one or two resorts left by this time. Like even uh, Christmas, there are still resorts to be had. So I think Disney knows that 2024, like we are starting a quote unquote low season for Disney for the next 18 months or so, or Disney is preparing for this recession that we keep talking about. Uh, we've been talking about it on this podcast for like a year now. So because of that, the crowds are going to be so much better. Um, Leslie, like someone picked up a Tron virtual queue, like at 2.45, so like an hour, 45 minutes after the afternoon drop. I saw yesterday um, on like May 9th that uh, someone grabbed a Guardians of the Galaxy queue at like 45 minutes, 7.45 a.m. You know, the crowds are light right now, especially right now here in May 2023. But I think through the summer... They're just going to be light. Uh, weirdly enough, I see the opposite with Disney Cruise Line. Those seem very full. But the parks, very light right now. So if you've been thinking of going, I think, you know, and we can't say for sure, but I think now is going to be a good time to go because I think the crowds are going to be lower and Disney's going to keep releasing discounts. I fully, like, all of 2022, I was like to my clients, if a discount comes up, I will try to rebook you in that, which is something that I always do. But honestly, I don't know if Disney is going to release any discounts. This year, I feel the opposite. I'd be surprised if they do not release discounts for late fall. Like, I just think that that's how it's going to be. I don't know. Is, is Disneyland like that as well? I, Disneyland still seems pretty busy. Disneyland was very busy. And in fact, um, I was there yesterday, not in the parks, but was there for a conference and um, had friends who were in the parks and they were like, it was crushed. And some of that may be, um, you know, very different things affect the Disneyland crowds. There's a Southern California ticket that's good until the end of May. So it could be the effect of people trying to use those three days that they have on that Southern California ticket. May always gets busy as you lead up to Memorial Day when that ticket is in the mix. So that could be the, you know, what's going on. But the crowds are just different. I mean, there's it's a local, it's a local crowd versus a tourist crowd. And so the ebb and flow is very different. But I agree. We've been saying sort of this whole past year and more that land is better because of, you know, Genie Plus. But right now the crowds being better at World, this is the, that, that window, I think, um, where people should go to Florida instead of California. Yeah, like if you're in the middle of the country right now, you can fly east or west. Maybe it's 
time to fly east. Yes, the weather is terrible in the summer, but um, you know the the crowds are going to be pretty good. I mean, they're looking. There's no there's no month in 2023 where I've been looking for. It was like only Thanksgiving where I was like, uh, looks like these hotels are selling out. Everything else, it looks really great right now. So I expect 2024 to be like that, unless Disney really starts getting on their game and starts offering some significant discounts. But then if they offer significant discounts, then, you know, the price is right. So then it's fine if the crowds aren't bad. So it's a good time to go. Um, So our Disney do or my Disney do is if you've been thinking about it, now's the time. Sounds good, Jay. That means you, Leslie, because uh, I know we don't have a trip on the books for you, but... Uh, let's close this episode out here. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the news. You can email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at www.deciphered on Twitter. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Of course, you can find us on YouTube now, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Leslie, I know that um, you are going to eventually have to update your Genie Plus episodes and stuff like that. I mean, uh, articles and stuff like that. But uh, where can people find your written content on uh, Disney parks and all things family travel? Uh, you can go to tripswithtikes.com, and I'm at tripswithtikes everywhere on social media. What about finding you, Joe? You can find me at Alice Joe Flies. Uh, email me, josephchung at travelmation.net if you are looking to book a 2024 Disney World trip. But yeah, this was a lot of fun. I mean, it's fun to talk about the news sometimes. Um, we'll think of a good clickbaity title for YouTube, see if uh, we can get some more subscribers there. So please like and subscribe us there. Give us some thumbs up. But yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the news. And uh, other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you booking a 2024 Disney World vacation. You got to do it. Thanks, Joe. Thank you.